Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could tune in. I'm so excited to talk about um, our topic today. There's been a big deal that's happened in the energy world, and we're going to get firsthand knowledge of what went into the deal and how that's going to benefit um, our nation's energy portfolio when it comes to renewables. Um, Duke Energy just recently acquired REC Solar, and today our guest is Alan Russo, who is the Senior Vice President of Sales for REC Solar, and we are going to get the firsthand scoop and what went on and how this deal could impact our nation and our, our, our renewable energy um, portfolio, and I'm really excited to have him on. So welcome to Go Green Radio, Alan. Congratulations on the deal with Duke Energy. Thank you, Jill. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk a little bit about it. Well, before we dive into the particulars about the deal and how it's going to impact both REC Solar and Duke Energy, I'd like to let our listeners get to know REC Solar a bit better. I mean, I live in California, so I've known about you guys for a long time. You have a great reputation. Um, and your company is unique. It has a wide range of customers. You guys deal with, with farms and schools, commercial, even utility-scale solar installations, REC Solar... You guys have done it all. So talk to us about how it is that REC Solar is able to serve the solar needs of such a wide customer base. That's a great question, Jill. Thank you. Uh, you know, while it does seem like we sort of do everything, um, you know, I'll, I'll start by saying that we're exclusively commercial focused. Uh, while we do cover large segments, we're pretty disciplined about engaging in all of the types of projects that we know how to do a great job at. Like, it, it's better to walk away from a project early than to disappoint customers or partners by not living up to expectations. So we are very rigorous about the types of projects we go after. And, you know, at the core, we try to put the customer's needs at the heart of every proposal. Because you can't, you can't fake it. By willing to, by being willing to challenge the assumptions and offer like our expertise, that's how you build trust and credibility, and it's ultimately how we win. Um, but you know, all customers are are unique, and their needs are unique. So we actually have teams focused around each of the segments that we can, uh, you know, I think serve best. So that's you know um, the enterprise segment, which really the the, the fortune accounts. Uh, we have teams oriented around um, you know mid market, you know, commercial CNI. Uh, we also have teams oriented around uh, serving our re- referral partners, our resellers, and then we have teams focused on working with developers that really engage with the utility scale. So, you know, we we put the right skills against the right customer segment, and then you know have the discipline to only really go after the types of projects that we can th- we can do best. And that's been a model that's worked fabulously for us. Well, and it's worked for quite a while. How long has REC Solar been in business? Oh, geez, that's a good question. I've heard about you guys for a long time. I mean, it's, it's been a while. You guys are not new kids on the block, that's for sure. And I'm sure that, you know, that's how you were able to develop the kind of business model that would give you that ability to, to meet those, those needs. And I think one of the things I remember early on, uh, you know, when a, a whole host of solar companies started to enter the space, we started to see all kinds of different financing options. And that can really be one of the hardest parts for any customer to to get over the hurdle, whether it's commercial, whether it's residential, or or what have you. Because financing solar projects is dependent on so many different factors. And you've got public and private entities that have different incentives and different capacity for capital outlay. So talk to us about the financing options that REC Solar offers. Sure. Um, so financing is a natural fit in the solar space because, you know, if you're using cash to buy your, you know, your energy generator, in this case, the, the solar system, you're essentially prepaying your electric bill. And then you're thinking about, you know, years of payback. And that's not the natural motion by which customers buy electricity. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a natural fit that customers are going to be deploying uh, some form of financing. So, whether REC offers the financing directly or not, you know, we typically participate in the financial transaction because we've, you know, we've seen this movie a thousand times. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, farm customers often u- utilize farm credit. You know, the mid-market often utilizes bank loans or leases. You know, enterprise customers gravitate towards uh, power purchase agreements because they, they purchase in, in scale. Um, so REC can either connect customers directly to financing partners, uh, shepherd them through the process, um, or we can transact the, the PPA or lease directly on our paper and then finance it with a third party in the background or put it right on the Duke balance sheet in you know, our own asset co. So the, the key is to help the customers come to the best financing solution that is appropriate for you know, their organization. Uh, and that's, you know, we have, a, we have teams that are expert in helping navigate uh, those conversations as well. It's complicated, though, and I, you know, the customers, I think, benefit from having someone who's, you know, done it, uh, you know, more than once and, um, you know, can help them understand what's the best fit and where the pitfalls lie. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that's great about REC Solar is you realize that that's such a huge component of the decision-making process for your customers, Mm -hmm. and you've got quite a bit of, of, of... resource or, or human resource devoted to the financing options. I mean, you know, it's very simple for solar companies to be all about the installation capabilities or even the maintenance, but um, you guys have mm-hmm. really done a good job of focusing on helping customers with those financing options and staying on top of, you know, some of the ever-changing aspects of financing renewable energy um, that, you know, may be impacted by public policy or what have you. So, uh, you know, I I certainly, from an outsider's point of view, appreciate that service that you guys offer because I think that's one of the things that makes you very unique in the space. Now, when you engage with customers and you help them find the financing option that works best for them, um, do you guys just go in, construct the solar solution, and then walk away? Or do you tend to have a more ongoing relationship with your customers? Um, well, energy is the long game. You, you can't, you know, credibly say that you are going to be their energy partner and then, you know, take their money and run, right? <laughs> there's, right. There's, there's plenty of, plenty of folks in the marketplace who, who, who do that and promise to be nothing more than just an EPC. Um, you know, they'll build a project and, and uh, you know, walk away. But that's not, that's not our, our model. You know, our model, particularly now that we're owned by Duke, is to, is to be an energy partner and bring the full uh, benefit of our, you know, expertise, 100 years plus of, you know, being an owner-operator, generating, generating assets, and, you know, 16 years plus of building, uh, you know, high-quality solar systems that we, uh, you know, build and maintain as you know, so we have the, the O&M capabilities as well. So, you know, you, uh, again, you can't, you can't fake it. You have to very earnestly talk about what it means to be now an energy generator and know that uh, you are going to be available to help the customers, you know, navigate that over time. So, you know, some customers want all of that. Some customers really are more interested in, you know, just getting a solar project up and running as, as quickly as possible. But, you know, nevertheless, uh, we are there for our customers. And it, it's not just a matter of always having a human who's going to be on the phone or, you know, at the customer site. You know, part of, um, you know, what I do, I also uh, have, have the marketing organization, right, is we try to create an, an, an online relationship with our customers where we can, you know, articulate the value of our understanding of what's going on with tariffs and what's going on with emerging technologies, what's going on with incentives and what's the impact of, you know, potential tax reform. And, you know, that's, that expertise adds value to the customer's ability to formulate an energy strategy because, you know, by and large, all of our customers are not energy experts. They're in some other line of business. So, uh, you know, we think it's differentiating for us to be able to bring full value that we can offer uh, whether it's, you know, directly um, brought to the customer's doorstep or they can get it through the online resources that we make available. Well, and you mentioned O&M, and I know that means operations and maintenance, but, you know, some of our mm-hmm. listeners may not understand what that means. What, what do you do in terms of maintaining these solar systems? What's, what is involved in that service that you provide? Yeah. Uh, so a solar system is going to produce energy for a customer for 25 years or more. So 
uh, you know, with anything, you know, to think about your car, you've got to take them oil changes and tire changes and filter changes, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, any energy generating system like a solar uh, array is going to have, you know, similar needs for maintenance. So, you know, it is a, it's a product that drinks the sun, so to speak. <laughs> so you've got to make sure that it's clean, right? So there's cleaning services that are available. Um, you know, there are uh, inverters, which take the, you know, the direct current power that the panels make and turn into alternating current that your system, that your buildings want and that the grid will accept. And, you know, those inverters need maintenance over time, um, you know, it, et cetera. If it's a ground mount system, there may be the need to, you know, uh, clean around the systems periodically as well. So uh, all of these go into the O&M contract um, gotcha. that ensures that the system will produce the economic benefits that, you know, you bought you know, at the very outset of the project. Sounds great. We're going to take a quick, quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have so much more with Alan Russo, Senior Vice President of Sales with REC Solar, talking about this great new deal that they've made with Duke Energy. So don't go away, folks. We've got much more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Tolvanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Tolvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us today. If you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Alan Russo. He's the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for REC Solar. And they have recently been acquired by Duke Energy. We're talking about the ramifications of that deal. It's very exciting stuff. Um, But before we do that... um, we are going to be talking a little bit more about REC Solar in case our listeners just aren't familiar with the company. Um, many of you are not on the West Coast, and that's where a lot of us know REC Solar. That's where they're based. Um, but this is now a national company because they're under the auspices of one of the largest energy companies in the country. So let's get to know them a little bit better. Alan, REC Solar is doing some exciting stuff in the space of energy storage. Talk to us about that. Sure. Yeah, the markets are increasingly asking for storage options on projects, particularly in California. You know, after the uh, you know time of use shifts by the utilities pushed a meaningful portion of the solar's potential economic value out of peak production when the sun is most available. Um, so, you know, the way to get the majority or get sort of your full value is to utilize a technology like energy storage that takes that excess solar production and puts it into a battery and then gives it to you, you know, at, at other times of the day when it's needed. Um, REC partners with uh, green charge networks most often, but, you know, we frankly work with, you know, any major vendor if a customer's solicitations ask for it. Um, in our experience is that customers are, you know, beginning to develop a comfort level with batteries on site. Um, but, you know, I don't think we've seen that tipping point where there's the high rate of adoption yet, but there's a very, very high rate of interest. And, you know, we've been partnering with Green Charge now for a couple of years, and, you know, that uh, has gotten us very far down the learning curve in terms of, you know, understanding, you know, the use cases that makes the most sense, that, under, you know, answering the most common questions about, you know, what are the, you know, risks and rewards of having, having all those batteries on site. Um, and as battery prices continue to fall, and, you know, as the install base increases and customers' experience sort of is, is developed, you know, I, I firmly believe that there's going to be, a, you know, virtually 100% attach rate of storage to solar in upcoming years. Uh, you know, the, the science of how the two technologies work together and I think the arithmetic of the uh, economics, you know, is, is compelling. So we're very excited by this as a, as a, as a growing segment for the business. Well, that is exciting. And I know, you know, for years, we've been doing Go Green Radio for nine years. And um, for such a long time, we've talked about that critical need for energy storage 
in the infrastructure of the grid in order to fully optimize the capacity of wind and solar. And so I'm excited that you guys are, are in that space and and now, you know, with your partnership with, with Duke Energy, that could only expand. And you guys mm-hmm. have done some utility-scale solar projects. And I know that that's something that Duke Energy, um, you know, definitely has a, has a skill set in as well. But I'd, even though I know that you guys focus a lot on on-site commercial projects, I'd really like to hear some of the case studies of success that you've had with utility-scale solar projects and what you think the future holds for more of these types of projects. Sure. I, I, I think this is where it gets, you know, potentially very exciting with the relationship we now have with, with Duke being wholly owned. Um, you know, Duke is uh, fabulous at building and owning and operating the very, very large solar scales, you know, hundreds of megawatts. Uh, you know, REC's experience historically has been small utility. And, you know, some of our most exciting projects are, are in Hawaii. You know, we have 40 megawatts with Eurus Energy in Hawaii, 27 with Waianae Solar, um, 12 megawatts of KIUC. You know, it goes on and on. And some recent wins, which um, are both on the mainland and, again, in Hawaii that I can't quite talk about. But, you know, that's um, an area that I think really kind of plays to our strengths, that you know, 10 to, you know, 30, 40 megawatt range. Um, you know, and these four projects alone are producing enough energy for tens of thousands of homes, the ones that I referred to. And I think therein lies the appeal of utility-scale solar. You know, they're single projects that can have an immense benefit where there's the transmission and distribution infrastructure to, to take advantage of it. Um, and along these lines, on a smaller scale, we see community solar starting to be, um, you know, really an exciting area in a, in a couple of different markets. You know, Minnesota is probably the, the most famous of them at the moment. Um, and as long as the market continues to demand renewables, you know, there's going to be the strong market forces to figure out how to bring these renewable projects online. And, you know, market by market, you know, the economic benefits are going to shift towards, um, you know, centralized uh, renewables or, you know, very distributed or something in between like community solar. And, you know, I think REC is uniquely positioned both because of our, you know, self-performed capabilities and our ability and relationships with um, the developers in the marketplace to, you know, participate in those markets. That's really exciting. Now, you know, this, this may seem like an obvious question to you, but for all of us who are lay people in the energy industry, it's not so obvious. Help us understand how the acquisition of REC Solar benefits Duke Energy and its customers, because you've got Duke out on the East Coast, REC Solar out on the West Coast. Help us understand how this deal benefits, you know, Duke's portfolio. Yeah, I, this is this is exciting. Um, you know, my, my sort of favorite part of this, this program, perhaps, is to talk a little bit about that. The, um, you know, Duke and all the major utilities are, are sort of at, arm's length from their customers, right? They're behind the meter, uh, on the other side of the meter from their customers. And, uh, you know, they recognize that there is this revolution taking place in, in energy, which is, you know, really being driven by load side technologies, technologies which are going to impact a customer's ability to take more control of their energy destiny. And, the you know, Duke has... Um, expressed interest through investments such as in REC and some other uh, load side technologies to, to really get um, informed about what's going on on the customer side of the meter and how do we participate in, um, you know, bringing our expertise as a, as a long-term owner operator of, of generating assets, uh, a long-term market participant in energy and bring value to customers in, in that way as well. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's great. It really is one sort of ripe with synergies. So, you know, Duke energy has, um, offsite renewable portfolios that we can talk to our customers about. Uh, we also have the ability now to do microgrids on the customer side of the meter, distributed energy on the, the distributed solar on the customer side of the meter, solar plus storage on the customer side of the meter. And all during this process, we're learning about what customers are struggling with, what their energy strategies are, what their sort of 
future thoughts are for net zero buildings, et cetera. And all of that informs Duke's ability to, you know, make market leading solutions. So, you know, we, we really are that window. We REC are that window to, uh, to like, you know, the sort of the minds and souls of the actual customer that Duke serves. So that, that exchange of information back and forth, you know, I think is really, um, you know, where the, the value lies in acquiring REC. Well, and it's, it's pretty exciting that a company that has been around, like Duke Energy has been around for, you know, hundred years. Yeah. 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 And, and, but, but they have the foresight to see that, no pun intended, the winds are shifting when it comes to mm-hmm. energy. And, and, you know, I just took a quick look at their website. They've spent $4 billion um, to acquire uh-huh. uh, 2,300 megawatts of wind, 600 megawatts of solar since 2007. That's pretty incredible. Um, and so my hat's off to them for, you know, being a big energy company, not just a fossil fuel big energy company. I mean, that they're really being panoramic in this. We've got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have much, much more with Alan Russo. And so don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in. I'm always happy when you can join us. If you've only just tuned into the show, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Alan Russo, Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for REC Solar. They have just recently been acquired by Duke Energy. Very big news in the energy sector, and we're finding out all the details. Now, before the break, I ask Alan, how does this deal benefit Duke? We got his answer on that, but let's let's flip the coin a little bit, Alan. How does this deal, how does this acquisition benefit REC Solar? What kinds of opportunities is this going to open up for your company and your customers? 
Yeah, I, I think that's the right way to look at it, Jill. And I'll I'll take it from that perspective. I mean, the benefit to REC is only of of value if it, it translates to, you know, value that we can also then offer to our customers. And you know, this this I I think really creates a, a highly differentiated you know story in the marketplace. Because I mean, let's just just take a step back for for a moment. Uh, when when a customer decides to make their own electrons. They're going into the energy business. They're becoming a power generator. And, you know, these are long-term assets. They produce power for 25 years or more. And our belief is that if you're going to go into the energy business, you know, you should be working with an energy partner, right? Energy is the long game, and it's shaped by, you know, current and future tariff structures, current and future incentive values, current and future, you know, tax and financing considerations. And, and there's this increasing number of on-site energy energy. Um, technologies that all need to play together, like at the customer site. Uh, you know, the the market today. You know, you're, this is my soapbox. You know, it's from a customer Go standpoint, it. it's, it's a it's a dangerous garden, right? You're you're you make uh, you know widgets or, or or what have you. You're not you're not an energy company, and all these vendors are showing up with. Um, uh, descriptions of how dangerous the garden is and how their particular one uh, thing will get you, um, you know, a little bit deeper into it. What, what you're really looking for is a roadmap, someone who can come in and be your, your guide through this, this, um, uh, this, this sort of landmine of different things that can undermine the value of, you know, the energy strategy you are trying to, to accomplish. And the Duke, acquisition, I think, enables REC now to, you know, more credibly, you know, uh, you know, declare ourselves as that as that guide through the, the landmine that I described. Because, you know, Duke is an energy company. And, you know, we bring on-site generation assets, uh, expertise of how the on-site energy generation assets work. You know, Duke has an immense um, body of standards for uh, quality, for safety, um, for for um, you know component validation, selection, and, and approval that that has the eye towards these being productive assets for you know 25 years or, or longer, and the customers uh, benefit from that directly, and you know economically they benefit from the fact that when we REC now procure we procure at so you know REC or at Duke Energy's credit levels we we procure at Duke Energy's um you know volume um you know we have you know Duke Energy's buying power when it comes to making sure that all the product shows up on time so our projects can be executed um you know on time you know according to spec uh you know within within budget you know you can't you can't uh you know, fake all of these, these competencies. And, you know, we now have access to an incredible bench of uh, expertise, both at Duke directly and sort of the ecosystem that, that um, surrounds Duke. And all of that is available to us now as we sit across the table from our customers and, you know, really try to understand their long-term energy needs and help be that guide through, uh, you know, how they can attain their their renewable strategy and candidly their their cost saving strategies because energy is one of the largest non discretionary line items in any company's budget like they're going to mm-hmm. have to pay their electric bill and you know we help unlock um, you know tremendous value for our customers by helping them sort of you know find savings and find value in that that bucket of dollars that they were beholden to spend that they really never were able to influence in the past so you know I just think it's it's that expertise that we can now bring to our customers and they, they sort of get for free because we, we still have to transact at, you know, the market clearing price uh, that they, they only would get from a super major. And there aren't that many, you know, national solar providers left standing. Um, so, yep. you know, we really think that we've got a great story to tell in that, that space. Well, and that's exciting for you guys. I'm really, I'm really happy for you. And, you know, REC Solar earned its way to the table. Um, you guys, you know, you had to put up uh, a good uh, show for 
for that kind of an acquisition to take place. I mean, you have to have good performance and uh, credibility before you earned that mega credibility that comes with Duke. So good on you. You know, on Go Green Radio, we talk about infrastructure quite a bit. And sometimes that's water infrastructure. Sometimes that's energy infrastructure. And we've talked about the vulnerabilities of our electricity grid a lot on this show. And just recently, we saw another example of how vulnerable and outdated uh, portions of our nation's energy grid really, really is. I mean, you look at the Atlanta airport in the dark for hours on end. Um, Uh I'm curious what was going through your mind, uh, you know, as someone in the industry, someone in uh, the space where distributed, you know, distribution and distributed generation and microgrid uh, conversations are taking place on a daily basis. What was going through your mind as you were seeing that story unfold, Alan? Right. Well, I mean, first, I I feel for everyone that's impacted. And we, we unfortunately see this movie fairly frequently, right? Not frequently enough that like it's top of mind, but it, it, it comes up frequently enough that folks, um, you know, are aware that this, this risk exists and whether it's a, uh, outage at the Atlanta airport or ice storms or blizzards or hurricanes, you know, the scale of hardship and suffering is denominated in large part by loss of essential infrastructure, as, as you just mentioned, electricity, transportation, water, fuel. Um, and, you know, probably the biggest risk to the customer is the age of all of this utility infrastructure. And we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a testimony to the teams that designed and, and built these systems at the dawn of the Industrial Revolution um, and who currently maintain them, that the outages are infrequent as they are. But you know, we rely on them. They're the lifeblood of our, of our economy. So, you know, what I, what I think about is, you know, today – as opposed to you know 100 years ago when these systems were designed and and uh, and laid out, we have access to so much more sophisticated technology, and um, we have so much more expertise now for having you know operated those systems over over all that time. You know whether it's solar, fuel cells, energy storage, microgrids, you know electric vehicles. You know we have a we have a different toolkit available to us to think about you know how to sort of you know, fuel the economy or build a foundation to the economy. And, you know, that's, that's where I'm excited is we, we help to be, you know, those of us in, in the space that, that REC is in and Duke, you know, we help be the architect of what the infrastructure of the future is going to look like. And that's, that's not going to happen overnight, right? These are, these are big dollar investments. They're ones that need a lot of, you know, a lot of planning, but more and more and more, the customers themselves are taking ownership for what they want that future to look like. And that's where this um, sort of customer side of the meter arm now that, that Duke has access to becomes important because we now are at the table with the folks who are attempting to architect that, that um, energy infrastructure of the future. Sure, sure. And now talk to us because, you know, some of our our listeners are very sophisticated when it comes to these issues. And, you know, we also have a lot of listeners who are just becoming educated on these issues Mm -hmm. by listening to Go Green Radio. Talk to us about how things like distributed generation and microgrids could actually help during these either natural disasters or uh, power outages, based on traditional infrastructure. Give us a little bit of insight as to how those newer ways of distributing electricity would help us in those situations. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the, the strength and weakness of a centralized generation distribution system, uh, you know, by itself is that you share it with, you know, millions of people. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, you put the generation, you know, you know, far, far, far away from its point of consumption. And then you lay down, you know, an infinite number of wires and interconnection equipment, um, you know, between where the power is made and where the power is used. And that, that was a fabulous model for a lot of reasons, you know, a uh, hundred plus years ago. And it, it, it is working today and will continue to be a model that everyone leverages. But, you know, therein lies the problem as well. Uh, it's the very reason you have a, a generator industry and an uninterruptible power industry, right? Those are um, 
you know, band-aid solutions that function as an insurance policy to, you know, the architecture upon which you depend. And that architecture hasn't changed in, you know, that the preceding hundred years, the business needs and the speed of business has. Um, so what do customers do? They take their money out of the bank, they put it into big iron in their basement and hope to God everything energizes instantaneously the moment the power gets disrupted. And you hope you have enough batteries of fuel when it does, does come on. And then when the power does come back, you hope that they de-energize de and everything successfully sinks back to the grid. Um, it, it puts all of the problem on the customer. So, you know, the technologies that we have available today and, you know, microgrids, which REC offers through our partnership with Duke and Schneider Energy, you know, are a step in the direction of customers trying to take control of their energy infrastructure where they produce and consume the power locally. And they use a variety of different generating assets, all interacting that they own and control or have, um, uh, you know, controlling interest in um, so that they have more um predictability, more control over how their businesses are going to operate. Like no business likes uncertainty and mm -hmm. by nature of being beholden to um, like other parties, you know, the distribution grid, um, you know, customers sort of have a lot less, you know, control of their own destiny than that they'd like. So we, we, you know, we see the technologies coming in, um, you know, into the marketplace today and, you know, the emerging expertise to help the customers put them all together in a way sure. that allow the customers to have that type of control that they never that had. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And that's exciting. Um, we're going to take a quick, quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have much, much more to talk about. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information, about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. Glad that you could all join us. Um, Alan, before the break, we were talking about, you know, how some of the technology that both you and Duke Energy are working on could help our, you know, our energy grid become uh, and our energy infrastructure become more modern, more reliable for the customers who really need that baseload, you know, to, to continue even under uh 
natural disaster circumstances or power outages and what have you. But I want to shift a little bit uh, to help our listeners understand a little bit of terminology in the industry. I was reading some of the industry analysis on the Duke Energy Acquisition of REC, and there was mention of some advantages to commercial customers who may want both on-site and off-site solar assets. And I'd really like for you to help us understand why commercial customers might want both and how the combination of REC solar strengths and Duke Energy's breadth might help meet that customer need. Yeah. So, you know, the Achilles heel of on-site solar, distributed solar, is that you're often constrained by the space you have available, not the amount of load that, that you have to serve. Um, you only have so much roof or carport space or ground space available to deploy the panels. And, you know, for energy-intensive industries, it becomes difficult or impossible to offset, you know, sort of your brown power with green power using on-site alone. Um, so, you know, on-site is attractive because it's efficient. You make your power at the point of use, and you know that with every panel you're deploying, you're adding green generation to the planet. And that's, you know, that, that additionality, that's something that the customers, um, you know, demand. Um, offsite is attractive because you get access to uh, essentially as much green power as as you want, um, you know, enough to attain your RE100 goals or your your um, renewable goals, uh, typically, uh, without having to build those systems, you know, on properties that that you own. So, you know, as you mentioned at the beginning of the the piece, you know, Duke has. $4 billion invested in on-site or off-site generation assets, utility scale, uh, utility assets, both wind and solar. Um, and, and now when REC sits down in front of the energy buyer, and, you know, I view that to be ultimately our critical competence as a, as a um, sales and marketing organization is to get in front of the most, you know, desirable energy buyers in the marketplace. You know, we can, we can talk about helping them attain sort of the entirety of their renewable goals. We can talk about on-site where it makes sense. We can talk about off-site where it makes sense. We can talk about um, the different uh, technologies and how they interact with one another uh, where, where it makes sense. And, you know, for the first time, provide an enterprise-wide solution um, that, that, that helps the customer really move the needle on their overarching energy goals. You mentioned the RE100 campaign, and some of our listeners may be unaware of what that is. Talk to us about that campaign and how that is impacting corporate renewable energy purchases. Yes, I, I, you know, we're excited by it. You know, these are these are companies who have dedicated to you know achieve 100% of renewable generation, and um, you know, not unlike the carbon disclosure uh, project that you know um, you know a few years ago, where where you know customers are sort of self-identifying as being committed to this process. So, you know, that, that leadership, you know, moves, moves markets because, um, you know, their competitors see that and their suppliers see that and they understand that they need to move in a, in a similar direction. And then it also helps with the um, companies that have solutions that help can uh, attain those goals by knowing exactly who to contact and, um, knowing that that's a receptive audience because, you know, finding customers is, is hard. And these are folks who have raised their hand and said, you know, come, come talk to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, that's market leadership that those customers are, are those companies are uh, displaying and, you know, it's going to move the market. It's an inev- inevitability. You know, we just see an ever increasing demand for the desire to move to renewable generation sources and minimize their impact on the environment across the board. Absolutely. Now, there's another campaign that tends to be, you know, there are some corporations that are involved in this for sure, but there's also uh, city, state, uh, county governments that are in this We Are Still In campaign. Talk to us Mm -hmm. about that and how that movement could impact your business. You you know, I... that's a, it's a sentiment indicator. You know, REC, you know, came out, we had our own blog post um, as, you know, as part of the, the We Are Still In campaign, you know, the, the uh, Paris Climate Accords. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it, it is a, uh, I guess, a reaffirmation that, you know, political winds will change directions, you know, from time to time. But, you know, the fundamentals of uh, everyone's desire to leave a better world for our children 
to minimize our impact on our environment, to feel good about what we do every day, uh, you know, be good stewards of, you know, the, the earth, right? And save money along the way, right? Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Customers are transacting renewable projects where it makes economic sense and they're not where it doesn't. But, uh, you know, these, this is a reaffirmation of that um, intent to continue down this path. And, you know, we're excited by it. And we, we applaud everyone who's raised their hand and said we're, we're still committed to this journey. Mm-hmm. Now, some of our listeners may worry that, you know, federal political factors may diminish investment in mm-hmm. solar and other renewables. We hear about this, you know, a lot. Talk to mm-hmm. us about the trends that you're seeing and, and what you might say to those, you know, listeners who might be wringing their hands saying, oh, my gosh, are we, you know, are we going to go in reverse? Talk to us about the trends you're seeing. Right. So, I, you know, I don't think anyone is, is concerned at this point that we're going to go into reverse. You know, the, the energy is the long game. And as I think we just just discussed a little bit, you know, this is a this is a, a long term. Everyone has made a long term affirmation that we, we want to attain a more renewable future. Um, but, you know, things like the expiration of the or the sunsetting of the investment tax credit, you know, uh, tariffs that, that come and go on, on, uh, on solar equipment, you know, things of these nature, things of this nature creates, um, you know, opportunities to wait and opportunities to go fast. And, you know, certainly with the potential expiration of the ITC, it's an opportunity for customers to, you know, think seriously about, well, let's take advantage of that now while it's here. But, uh, you know, p- prices are continuing to fall. Markets are efficient. Uh, you know, I'm, none of us are concerned that the, ITC expiration, for example, is going to be the uh, um, like the end of, of renewables or the end of, of solar. Um, yeah, you know, my perspective is is that of having come from the IT industry earlier in my career, where we saw massive consolidation. I believe massive consolidation is going to come, you know, in the solar industry because mm-hmm. scale matters when you know incentives go away. But more than policy, I think it's going to be customer needs in. Um, you know, 94, I think it was, you know, 64% of the IT market was served by a category called other. Um, today, <laughs> 70% of the market is served by the top five major OEMs. And that's because IT was recognized as being um, something that offered competitive different, uh, value across the corporation. And it couldn't be, you know, handled at a site-by-site basis. Like it needed, you know, enterprise-wide strategies. And that needed big, sophisticated counterparties for the companies to work with that are going to take the time to understand their needs long-term and they're going to have the staying power to be there along with the companies for, for many, many years. So, you know, I think you're going to see a similar consolidation driven by similar factors in, in energy because customers recognize the value, they want it, and they need folks who are going to be there for the, the long haul with them. And, um, you know, they don't want to have to put all the building blocks together themselves and deal with the consequences if they're wrong. They want, they want experts along, uh, alongside of them. And that's what we think um, we have the ability to, to do, you know, today and for many years to come. Well, and it's very exciting. I think you're right. I mean, I, when you combine the, you know, the customer service touch that REC Solar brings and the breadth and the long history of knowledge in delivering reliable energy that Duke has. You've got a winning combination. I wish we had more time, but we've reached the end of this episode. I want to thank you, Alan, for being on with us, and I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. We're going to be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.